2: Hey guys, welcome to TFL's Talking Trucks, and uh, you got me and Andre today.
3: And also Jay, our producer.
2: Yes, and Andre, this is the All Towing All the Time episode. We're going to be figuring out what's the best, not just truck, but what's the best powertrain to tow with. Is it gas? Is it diesel? Is it electric? Is it hybrid? Or is it something nobody's yet heard of? Maybe hydrogen? Maybe hydrogen. <laughs> so... Jay, I don't know if you know this, but uh, André has towed every type of uh, vehicle up and down the Ike Gauntlet in the truck world. With every
3: type of trailer. Every type of trailer. André is a busy man. (laughs) So, So all those things I've just mentioned, you've done. I've never towed with a hydrogen fuel cell. We have
2: driven one up Mount Evans. Yes, but didn't tow. But
3: not, but not towing. Yeah, we
2: drove the Marai up uh, Mount Evans. Yes, but we didn't. Tow. So we
3: let's didn't. not talk about you know the Marai, the Marai, <laughs> in this show. <laughs>
2: that's that's our other podcast, right? Yes, that's, that's a car
3: podcast. <laughs> yes,
2: but we will talk about trucks and about towing. Yes, and I've got a little rant. I've got a towing rant. Is that okay?
3: Yeah, you gonna kick it off right there with the towing rant? Okay, will no, yes. Begin I'll with say. a rant. You, huh? want to,
2: you want me to begin with a rant?
3: Let's start with a rant and then go to something else and then finish the rant. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's
2: do the rant right now. All right. All right. Here's I want to hear it. Okay. Here's my rant, okay? Why do trailers have such crappy tires <laughs> and why do you have to always, like, uh, lubricate the ball bearings? You know, I feel like I'm in... <laughs> I feel like I'm in the 1900s when it comes to trailers, right? There's so much frickin' maintenance on a trailer, yes. right? Yeah. The, the, the oh. tires are, like, rated to, like, 14 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and the wheel bearings must be oiled and greased every 10 miles. Every 10 miles. Well, why? Well, how do we go from, like, you know, the Ford Lightning and the Cybertruck to the thing that they're towing being from 1902? How, how did that happen, dude? explain that to me
3: we should uh, we should bring mr. truck for for uh, that history lesson here but uh, so uh,
2: uh, 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 let me give you a little bit of background Jay yeah okay. uh, so so Andre did not did not lubricate his uh, trailer his on my boat, boat on his boat and Andre wh- why don't you enlighten Jay as to what happened when you forgot to do that? And how so, much it costs.
3: So, so, Jay, this was about six years ago. Uh, I have a 22-foot ski boat. Nice. Because my wife really enjoys and in the family. We all enjoy uh, boating. Right. Um, and um, I did not grease my uh, wheel bearings. Yes, you did not grease uh, Over the winter. And then I took the trailer out, checked tire pressures. Thankfully, those were okay. And I brought the boat home from storage. And when I was making a turn into my neighborhood, I noticed that one of the tire's wheels... Came off the trailer, <laughs> and it became to st- it started to pass me.
2: <laughs> so this is a four, a dual axle trailer, right? Yes, okay.
3: oh, it's boy. a tandem axle, dual axle trailer, and one of the wheels decided to st- just come off. It's never a good
2: thing, Andre. Yes,
3: it's not great. So I quickly pulled over. Thankfully, I was at a very low speed in the, in a neighborhood, um, at like ten miles an hour. I stopped immediately, and basically, what happened. The wheel bearing basically seized, seized. Yeah. Uh, it was rusty inside, uh, seized, the wheel just stopped and it kind of like sheared some of the bolts or, you know, over time just just sheared it and it came off the hub, just came off the hub. So do you have to chase the tire
2: down the street? No, I did not. And how, uh, two questions. Yes. Uh, the more important one is the second one.
3: The first one is how much did it cost you to repair it? Thousands of dollars, uh, you, you might ask why. Why? So when it came off the hub, um, the way that trailers, so trailers are built very cheaply, right? Yes. And that's part of the answer to your rant. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. the uh, when it came off the hub, it actually uh, scarred and scored the uh, the spindle. So basically making the whole axle unusable. You cannot reuse, a, you know, it's completely, because it, things have to rotate on there. So then I had to replace axle. Yeah, And then the, my mechanic said, well, why don't you replace both axles? Because they're both old. So after $3,000 later, I got brand new axles and now electric brakes because I had surge brakes before that. Mm-hmm. So that was a very expensive, very unnecessary uh, So, so
2: here's the more important question, <laughs> I know the answer to this. Yes. <laughs> never, as is a it? journalist, you're never supposed to ask a question you don't know the answer to. Have you greased the bearings on our iron bull, Andre? <laughs> Trailer. Oops.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I take it that's a no. (laughs) We have
3: an iron bolt trailer that we've been using for what, two years now? Yes. Uh, the answer is yes. Yeah. Oh, so, so uh, Alex, Alex on our team, yeah. uh, brought his grease gun. Okay. So, oh, so good. what makes it a little bit easier? So is, Alex greased them. Uh, yeah. So you have a Zerk fitting. Uh, can I do my rant now? Yes, please. You have a Zerk fitting on the wheel bearings. So it's supposed to make it a little bit easier, right? You get a gun, you get some grease. It's very simple. It's like twenty bucks. Uh, come up and pump, pump some grease into each bearing, and after about ten minutes, you're done, right? It sounds very simple. But what happened to me also with my boat is it's very easy to overdo it, right? You accidentally put too much grease in it, into, it, into the hub. Mm-hmm. Then you start driving to Lake Powell, right, in the middle of summer. It's 95 degrees outside or 105 degrees outside. What happens? The grease expands, and it starts spraying out of your hubs, and it sprays all over your boat. So you had grease all over your boat? Yes. Wow. That has also happened oh, to me. So owning trailers is very troublesome and very maintenance heavy. Um, or you can take the hub off, you can grease it by hand, and that will take hours. And hours I did that, and I did hours. that with, with Kent. I did a video doing that. It takes yes. a long It time. takes a long, long time. time. So okay. either do it simply and accidentally overdo it or do it in a very time consuming and manner. And to be fair uh, boats uh, trailers go
2: underwater right so they, when oh. you when you launch the boat you do put the wheels you have to back into it a little bit in, into yeah. the lake or wherever you're and launching and water can enter inside yeah. of that yeah so, so they do have a a much more a drastic use case than most trailers <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so what about the tires why are the tires always so like 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 you know they I think it's just money just the industry, saving yeah
3: well so what what was before right um, California still has this law 55 mile an hour to, towing speed limit right? right so I don't know why California hasn't changed that they should uh, in every other state, you can tow at the speed limit of the highway, which is 65, 75, 80, whatever. Um, so those tires were built in a different way, you know, for slower speeds, because it's cheaper. Uh, now, a lot of the tires are actually um, actually built to a higher standard. And my current tire, I haven't had the blowout, knock on wood... In, like, five seasons. Because there's 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 nothing
2: worse than getting a blowout on a trailer when it's loaded.
3: Yes. It's just a huge pain. And the problem usually comes from overloading that trailer, right? As soon as you overload that trailer, let's say you overloaded your boat with your, you know, coolers of your drinks and food and gear all of a sudden the trailer is too heavy boom you have a blowout and then you have a nightmare. Yeah
2: and you get, you're get stuck on the side of the road with semi trucks whizzing by. And your by. children running around. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a, a very fun day to day, <laughs> No no and here's the funny thing so I want to say like eight seven years ago I forget now I did a video with uh, Kent about this company that was actually doing tire pressure monitoring yes. on, mm-hmm. on, on trailers right because you have to have it now by law on your truck uh, and it was gonna like be uh, wireless and you yeah. know, it was gonna send a little uh, signal and you had a little display That was the next big thing. Never happened. I've never seen a wireless uh, Tire pressure monitor on a trailer in actual real-life use uh, Except it, for this testing it, it, we
3: did. Exactly. So and yeah, and Kent, Mr. Truck, still has that um, little that system device on, yeah, the system on, on track, his trailer. But
2: never caught on. It would, it would seem like a very logical thing because yeah, Especially when you're towing heavy, right, you want to have the right pressure in those tires, especially those crappy,
3: let's face it, trailer tires. Yeah, exactly. So, like, GM and Ram, and I think Ford started doing this, Um, they have kits where you can buy uh, uh, tire pressure monitor sensors for your trailer. And they come in a little Ziploc baggie. (laughs) I've seen it in some loan vehicles. Okay. But, But, but. that's not enough. No, you have to go to the uh, tire store. You have to install those in, inside of your tires. It costs time, money. Then you have to, f- you know, hook it up to your truck. So, so
2: I, I'm gonna do one more rant before we get into this. second. <laughs> wow, rant this, numbers, is rant, this is this yeah. is I, wow, I, I, I want to do this. I want to do this rant for a long time, uh, and I, it's a funny rant because it, it or happened or to me there? recently. So, uh, um, you know, we recently went and test drove both the GMC. Uh, you did the AT4X. Uh, and I did the lightning, all right? And so uh, Ford was kind enough uh, to ferry me away from the rest of the journalists when I got to the program because they wanted me to tow the 8,300-pound uh, trailer-boat combination. Yes. But the cool thing it was it was an electric boat, right? Can we get that boat? Uh, can we get that boat? Yeah. I, it's called the Ark, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I was so busy doing <laughs> videos that the guys, the guys who, who – Built that boat were there and they looked very nervous when I got in In uh, the truck <laughs> to go tow it. I, I would imagine that boat is quite expensive, right? I, I think it is I yeah. think they said it's like a half million dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a prototype and, and the commenters were saying that, that they would have been happier You've been towing it <laughs> well. So we're outside of San Antonio, right on these like little uh, hill country roads uh, and a thing called Singing Waters, right? It's a, it's a winery. Um, and um, GM has, an, uh, the first time I actually got to use this was of all places in a, in a remember this? We did it in a discovery. It's got their toe proing backup assist. Yeah. So it's a little knob, Jay, that okay. uh, changes the way you tow. So what you do is you stick uh, like these little uh, stickers onto the trailer uh, and then uh, the the truck knows where the trailer is in conjunction to the truck. And so when you back up, what you use is this little knob that you turn, which turns the steering wheel. So instead of being counterintuitive, what I mean by that is instead of to go left, you go right and to go right, you go left. You go, you turn the knob right if you want to go right when you're backing up or left, right? Okay. So, 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 they had it hooked up to that. So, we go out, and because we had very little time, I didn't want to do the whole drive route. Uh, so, I did uh, some zero to 60s, which is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> These Launching furniture. the, the <laughs> 8,300 pound yeah. boat trailer combo. Uh, but it was, well, I'm not going to tell you how fast it was. Go to the video. Well, TFL Truck has a video. Yeah, yeah. Or t- all TFL.com. Yeah, yeah, go check it out. Uh, it was very impressive. So I didn't want to go on the highway. I was just doing the video, uh, but I had the navigation set for this like you know, 45-minute drive route. So I turn around and heading back to uh, the Singing Waters Ranch, uh, and then I forgot that I didn't reset the navigation. So the navigation takes me up this winding road, very winding road, like almost like a one-lane winding road. This is like in the hill country. In the hill country, right? right. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, this is weird. Uh, and then I'm <laughs> with the, and then about maybe a third of the mile off, we hit a gate. Oh, and there was no way you're gonna, you know, you were gonna turn this. This, this, this up. the boat was also the longest trailer there. They had a whole bunch of different trailers on mm-hmm. there. They had like uh, an Airstream, the heaviest trailer there. I think Jill towed, uh from pickup truck from Tim's channel. Right there was it was water totes, which I th- it's boring. Let's face it, towing the water is boring on video. An electric boat is cool. Yeah, and yeah. The water was heavier. It was like I want to say it was like ninety, one hundred, ninety, two hundred pounds. Okay, it was getting okay. more, but still eighty three hundred pounds is a lot. So I'm like, holy cow. Now I can't turn the boat around, and Andre's not next to me. Wow. He's next to me. <laughs> and I got to back up this boat a third of a mile. Up down, a hill or something? Downhill. 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 downhill you told me on about On a single-lane twisty road. <laughs> and I'm like, thank God. It's got... Backup assist, right? Okay. So I'm like, okay, let's see if I can. And you know what? It was actually a lot harder <laughs> to use the, back With up, the backup assist yeah. than it was to actually just do it manually. I, I mean, if you tow enough, it becomes so, like, ingrained, ingrained in, in your it's head. Like, it's like muscle memory, right? Right, exactly. So I was like, screw that. I'll just use the old-fashioned way. Uh, and I was able to, you know, I went very slowly, uh, but I was able to back it down this twisty road, just doing it the manual way. So I'm not sure that that is a very useful feature, Andre, because we've had it, uh, we had it on our uh, Rebel, right? Which truck do we, have it, on? TRX. we it TRX, TRX has it. We have, it on, have we ever used it? Uh, used it once for a video. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, and, and I'm not trying to like beat my chest and say, if you're a manly man, <laughs> you should know how to tow. I'm just saying, it. I don't think it makes it any easier.
3: So we, we tested it here with the RAM, right? Yeah. And now the RAM, so they're going away from the stickers. You know, the stickers were a little bit complicated. Even right. Ford is going away from that. Uh, but the but RAM... still still had the stickers, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. It so still sticker. had the stickers, yeah. Um, so the RAM, when you go around the block, forward, it kind of remembers, it kind of figures out the trailer, right? It looks, it uses the camera. I talked to I, some I, of the, by engineers. the way, I love
2: that. The RAM does this cool thing, Jay, mm-hmm. where when you're putting tow home all right, uh, it uses the, uh, um, the the sensors, the radar sensors for blind spot monitoring, and it figures out how long a trailer is. It kind of estimates it, yeah. It estimates it, so it says you're towing a 40-foot trailer, and then the blind spot actually covers the trailer. I love that feature. I miss that feature. And it does it automatically. It does it. It's yeah, yeah. just got to make a hard turn. Yeah. So, you know, before you start towing, you like, so, make a left or right. Yeah.
3: In a similar way, it, it calibrates that backup assist system. And we have a video, I think it's maybe on TFL Truck or TFL Now channel. Um, uh, this was a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago. But I backed up a trailer around our office, yeah. right, uh, which is a really tight area mm-hmm. in the parking lot here. Uh, and the trailer backup assist kind of worked, but it wasn't as aggressive as I would be. You know, sometimes you need to make a tighter turn, right. and I'm kind of aware of that. Um, yeah, it was just not as aggressive as I wanted it to yeah, be.
2: Yeah, I, I just find it to be no easier. Uh, and if, in some ways, almost, it's like one of, those, one of those technologies that doesn't make your life easier, it just makes it different. Different, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and
3: uh, not unnecessarily
2: so. You're saying, I, like, yeah. I mean, just, I guess the first time we did it. Was remember, we were at the LA Auto show,
3: we did it with the Discovery.
2: Remember, they had it yeah. in the discovery in a tight area, in a tight yeah. area, yeah, outside the LA Auto show. You know, <laughs> the
3: only thing that it, it's useful, and the Tundra has this too, yeah, it's uh, where it helps you back up in a straight line. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. So, yeah. the
2: Tundra has this new feature where uh, it doesn't like have a knob, it just backs up in a straight line. Except when we tested it Andre, it didn't work really well. <laughs> So, yeah. so the thinking there is right. There's no, and Andre will appreciate this. Jay, there's right. nothing more. Embarrassing than you know, backing your boat down the boat <laughs> ramp where three thousand like half drunk guys are watching you, and becomes, you do it crooked. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, yeah, it, it becomes gross. like a, it becomes like a. It's, you know, it's like those wavy runner things, right? Where the guys try to. Have you seen my right. videos in Florida? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like the same thing, except for backing up a boat into the water. Right? They're they're like you know guys sitting out there and we've had a little bit too much beer. Uh, basically uh, uh,
3: egging you on to fail. <laughs> <laughs> and they're videoing you at the same at the time.
2: It's yeah. not at all
1: time. intimidating.
3: Or, <laughs> no. you know, no. the pressure so that feature is, is helpful in those if it scenarios. It it, if it works. So
2: Explain how the Tundra system works.
3: So basically the way it should work and and it's, um, and it's actually uh, I think it works better with slightly longer trailers. Yeah, so we had a little like... Uh, it was, it little was like a little like single Airstream. axle... Was Airstream. AirStream, yeah. What is it The Echo or something it's called? Anyway. Basecamp. Um, Basecamp, yes. Basecamp. Um, the the way it's supposed the system is supposed to work, you line it up. Let's say uh, you line it up to go into the direction you want to uh, um, while backing up, and then you let go of the steering wheel. The system is enabled, mm-hmm. um, and then even if it's uh, if the truck and the trailer are a little bit out of line, the truck can see using the cameras, and it will straighten you out and it will kind of continue down that path where the trailer was. So it's very helpful at the both uh, loading ramp because you kind of get the trailer kind of in the vicinity where you want to go, Right. and then the kind of truck helps you back it up. Yeah, so it's like it's like when you see those lines on the camera, uh, you know, it just straightens out those lines yeah. so that yeah. you go straight back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can see that being useful, but like parking trailers in the weird situations using the knob, it's. At least for me, and maybe if also for you, that's not really useful. I,
2: I, I know very few more fear-inducing moments in my life than having a long trailer and taking it down like a street that I don't know where I could turn around, right? The worst example of that was when we did... Um, I remember um, the Tatra trip. Right? The Tatra trip where I went yeah. into uh, DC, into Georgetown, which was really <laughs> stupid, with this really long trailer. You were driving a Raptor. I was driving a Raptor pulling this wide, long trailer. And I had to try to figure out where to park it. And I got in a situation where (laughs) there were literally, you know, the cars parked along the side of the road. There were literally like a half an inch on either side. And there's no way I'm going to back that thing up. I just want to know what you were thinking. Well, Just to uh, put so in that we were, staying, we, we were It was Emmy. a long road trip. Yeah, we were staying with Emmy's friend, and we were like, "Hey, we need to park to somewhere." And she's like, "Oh, there's street parking." And I'm like, "I don't think there's street parking." It was, in ba- <laughs> was it in Baltimore? It was in Baltimore, right? You were it, approaching Baltimore. It was somewhere. somewhere? Yeah, it was like somewhere like in in deep urban Baltimore, right? Which is someplace <laughs> you should never take a trailer. Lesson <laughs> learned. And she's like, "Oh, there's street parking." Yeah, for a smart car, <laughs> <laughs> not a Raptor towing a big trailer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we I was tired. it was like midnight. oh my God. after that, driving 800 miles. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, that was just horrible. Yeah, there's nothing more fear inducing or like pulling a, a trailer into a small gas station, right? That's also yeah also really tricky. Because you got all these people. And then you've got, of course, the, the, the fundamental problem that there's liquid there that can explode <laughs> 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 if it's rammed by a big object. <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's, let's get to our main uh, uh, topic. Uh, and that is, what's the best type of truck and the best type of engine to tow with, right? Uh, so let's just do it in order. Let's go from
3: smallest to largest. Because I okay. know the
2: obvious answer is going to be heavy-duty diesel. But is that true, Andre?
3: Well, it it depends on how much you're towing, right? Right. I mean, and what your needs are. But I think uh, most people don't need a dually, a big diesel, right? Yeah. So what happens if you don't need a dually? So that's why we, we, that's why we want to discuss. All right. All right so let, you know, uh, what happens with the smaller pickups? Yeah.
2: Let's start. Yeah. You know, w- what does happen? Yeah. Let's start. Let's start with compact trucks and move our way up. Uh, so there are basically only two compact trucks. Uh, there's the Santa Cruz, which we have. Thank you Hyundai for a long term one year loan, uh, and then there's the Maverick. Uh, And both of them come in two flavors. Uh, So a Santa Cruz can be had with a 2.5 liter four-cylinder that is uh, normally aspirated with an 8-speed automatic. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, Or it could be had with a 2.5 liter turbo uh, with a dual clutch, which is what we have. Yes. Uh, And, of course, a compact truck is, you know, the small, new kind of tiny truck. Uh, and uh, I would say, you know, if you're going to be towing, uh, the better tow rig in that case is probably the Turbo, but it's ha- hamstrung uh, by the dual clutch. I don't think dual clutches are great for towing. I think dual clutches are great for like track work, but they're not going great faster things. on exactly. the track. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, you know, when I had a really good. Uh, time with that vehicle so we were doing some drag racing right and you think it'd be quick Mm -hmm. Uh, but it isn't because you floor it and nothing happens so you've got a little bit of turbo lag and then finally the dual clutch wakes up but by that time the other vehicle is like halfway down the down the drag strip but i was uh trying to overtake a vehicle going to a ranch uh, and that dual clutch is magnificent under those circumstances, right? You floor it, and
3: immediately it drops down a gear, and you are like a bat out of hell. Well, the dual clutch means it has two gears, kind of one working and one pre-selected, right? Yeah, it's like one like so, yeah. so. One is waiting. Yeah. Um, so. Around the track, if you're racing or passing somebody on on the highway, it works really well. But what it, and it ends up happening, at least when you go off road with it, Jay, is uh, it tends to overheat. And mm-hmm. I don't know if
2: it overheats towing. So you towed we, with we, it. We,
3: we haven't overheated. The so tow. tell me how to tow. tow? Uh, so we've we've done, we have a video on TFL Truck as well. And so, what's the tow rating? You remember? Uh, yeah, five thousand. Okay. So which is actually pretty good. really good for, for a, a compact, compact. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's solid. Um, but obviously. Uh, it's a unique uh, combination. It's the turbo with a dual clutch and a spe- you know, special you know, prep package. And you have to obviously have a hitch and wiring and you need trailer brakes. And they don't provide, of course, at this uh, level in the Santa Cruz. The um, integrated brake controller for a trailer, well, but
2: well, that's if if you go to five thousand, if it's less than that, yes,
3: this, if it's less, it's it's like three or less in most states, you don't need the brake controller. Anyway, it it so here's the thing about the Santa Cruz, it drives like a crossover, right? It does not drive uh, like a pickup. It's it has a really comfortable ride, uh very nimble, and it feels feels great, and it felt kind of similar with the trailer. We we were towing. Close to 4,000 with it because we're comparing against the Maverick. Do we, right? call, it,
2: do we call it the Tyke Ike, that video?
3: No, that I specifically did not okay. because our Tyke Ikes are reserved for only the tiniest of trailers. And by, by the way, you, know, you bought that little tiny thing, the little tiny little, that little car? Yeah, little toy. Yeah, that we used to put on. I gave that away. Oh, it's
2: I mean, gone? It's gone, yeah. Oh, the Tyke Ike. Uh, I gave it so, away. Okay. Yeah, I just think... Is there a happy child that's now... I has figured, it? yeah, it was just sitting in her closet. I think there should be some <laughs> happy child that's trucking around in that little guy, as opposed to waiting for us to stick it on the front of a trailer, making people think that we've got a tiny Let's,
3: child in the trailer. <laughs> Let's face it, I, th- I think the Tyke Ike ne- never took off. No, no, so yeah. I, I gave it away. So it, it was about 4,000 pounds, and when you compare it to the Maverick, and the Maverick now has a 2-liter turbo, Right, and that's kind of the, its most uh, capable uh, for towing uh, setup. And it, it has an 8-speed um, automatic with, with its turbocharged engine. Um, the Maverick, in comparison, tows a little bit more like a truck. Like uh-huh. a little tiny F-150. So, I don't know I don't know how that's set up, but that's kind of what it feels like. So, it feels... It's more at, trucky. It's a little bit more trucky. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel so like a crossover with a bed. It feels like a baby... Like a, uh, like a, like a shrunk, like uh, somebody really 50. super shrunk could a could Ford the, Ranger.
2: Like, could be the suspension. Doesn't it have uh, What's the suspension on it? Well, they're...
3: Independent there, rear suspension? Are, yeah, they're both independent, independent rear, rear, but the way they're tuned is a little bit different. Uh-uh. It's really weird because the...
2: Uh, non-hybrid right no the, is it the non-hybrid one of the one of the two has a really like like heavy duty ride and that's not a compliment One, one and I the,
3: think that's the turbo that's the turbo because yeah. the hybrid the was a lot more yeah. comfortable
2: yeah. yeah the turbo has a ride the, the four wheel drive <laughs> four wheel <laughs> drive one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> has has a ride like a heavy duty truck <laughs> that's not laden with anything and that's not a good ride it kind of it kind of yeah. bounces across expansion joints and... And the Maverick Hybrid feels normal, way It yeah. feels better. like an escape. Yeah. Which it is. It, uh, it, it is the It, same it platform. is a stretched escape yeah, platform. Yeah, exactly.
3: So, in that case, but, but the, th- the thing is, the Hybrid only is rated to tow up to like 2,000. So, if you do want to bring a slightly larger trailer, like mm-hmm. a little boat, a little camper, like, uh, like we were talking Which about... This is
2: weird, because theoretically the Hybrid Because it's electrified, it should have more torque.
3: Yeah, you would think. You would think it would be set up for more. So, but it's also not available all-wheel drive in the hybrid.
2: So Jay, I'm sure Andre knows this answer, but what do you think is one of the biggest criteria in terms of setting um, the maximum towing of a vehicle? There's one overriding factor usually that determines how much a vehicle can tow. I know you're more of a car guy than a truck guy, and right. Andre and I have had lots of conversations with lots of engineers, so I'm I'm pretty sure about this, but I'll I'll run it by you as, as soon as Jay makes a guess at it. So you know, like every truck has a maximum towing. Right. So what do they use to determine that? I mean, there's a test, right? There's a there's a there's hmm. a Society of Automotive Engineers test where they have to like go to Davis Dam, uh, and they have to be able to hold the load. Uh, uh, at an incline, at speed at yeah. speed, and, and park it, and not have it roll back. There's a whole bunch of things you have to do, but what is like the the limiter, the factor that usually, like, keeps it below a certain threshold of towing ability? Hmm. I'm kind of stumped at this one, actually. Yeah. I'm more of a car guy, like you said, but yeah. I'm very curious to know.
3: You some should, some people say it's suspension. Yeah, but usually, which is no, not I true. didn't think it was it's suspension.
2: Yeah, some you know, some people might say it's like is it a... You it's know, your horsepower. Is it your horsepower? Some people you know, might I was say. thinking maybe torque. Some people might say brakes, some people might say is it the, the ladder frame versus you know a unibody. No, it's heat. It's, it's your be, radiator. It's your radiator. It's, it's, it's being able the the to keep transmission. Yeah, it's why. It's being able to keep your transmission and your uh, engine cool enough to handle the loads because when you're towing, you're putting a lot of stress on the power train. Uh, and, you know, stress is usually transmitted in the form of
3: heat, uh, and, and which is why the new Tundra and most other trucks have gigantic grills. And you don't want to bring out that
2: transmission. <laughs> hey, so let's, since Jay's new to TFL, why, why don't we enlighten them what happens when, when, when things fail? Because we've had things fail towing, Andre. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, like, what happens when, when stuff fails. Oh, when, I, I
1: really
2: want to hear this. Yeah, what, let's talk about the, like, our Silverado that we have yet to retest because GM has not brought it back. So t- let's tell the Silverado story.
3: So the Silverado, this was last year. Uh, we towed it with the 1500, 6.2 liter, okay. which is uh, one of their most uh, capable for towing. Yes, uh, which is their biggest V8. 420 horsepower, uh, yeah. 450 pound foot of torque. And it was a hot summer day. Yeah, and we towed this it like
2: straight up a mountain.
3: Yeah, so from Boulder, Colorado, where we are now, right. we went up to uh, Gold Hill, mm-hmm. which is not very far, no. about like 15 to 20 miles. But it's very steep. But very steep and also slow going. So a lot of that is like 25 miles an hour. A lot of serpentines. Serpentine yeah. climbing up and down the mountain, yeah. and some of it is dirt. And uh, we overheated um, the transmission. Yeah, we have a video about this. Um, And, yeah. um, So it was about 100 degrees ambient.
2: So you got a warning, right?
3: We got a warning. So the truck said um, overheating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said, please pull over, uh, please stop and cool down as soon as possible. Like, so, like,
2: like normally, look, if you take a car on a racetrack, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. And this could be electric too. When you start to overheat things, the vehicle will derate itself. Right. So what it'll do is basically it'll pull torque, it'll pull power, except you, when you're towing, you can't do that. <laughs> You can't, you can't derate yourself. We were
3: towing about 7,000 pounds. Yeah,
2: it's not going to work. <laughs> well, you could derate yourself. You'll
3: just be crawling, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. But that's even worse because that's worse. what was happening, it, there wasn't enough air going across the radiators, right? It was kind of slow speed. But we were nowhere near its maximum capacity.
2: No, well, we were you way know, it, It's
3: rated to tow like up to 12,000 pounds um, or sometimes a little bit more in certain configurations um, is the one we had. So we were towing 7,000 pounds, which is well within its capability, and we did overheat it. Uh, But because it was related to the transmission, um, it's really hard to cool off a transmission. Once it gets hot, Mm -hmm. it'll stay hot for a while.
2: Once upon a time, uh, if you bought a towing package on a truck or even a car, it usually meant that you had either an extra or an oversized transmission cooler radiator basically mm-hmm. and, and for some reason the manufacturers got away from that some of them got away from yeah,
3: that and I think it's maybe simplification um, what, what they sometimes do is they run a transmission oil line through the radiator mm-hmm. core the radiator core for the engine for the coolant itself okay. so it's not an auxiliary transmission cooler it's just going and it's using the same circuit um, so it's kind of using that big radiator but what happens, I mean the engine is hot so the radiator is already hot, and you're running hot oil through a portion of it, too. So it's just it just kind of... It um, gets hotter. It gets hotter and hotter and hotter. So that happened. So, so, so what did you do? So
2: you stopped? So we over. stopped
3: for a long time. Yeah. I started to use my heater. This was 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Hey, old trick. Old yeah. trick. Oh, I, I, I thought. I thought, oh, Andre, turn on your heater core. So I blasted heat as I was sitting there uh idling basically but
2: basically what you're doing is you're using the heater to transfer heat from the engine to the cabin cabin, which is very pleasant in the middle of summer (laughs) i was say that must have been a great time so
3: eventually we made it uh so we were there for half an hour uh i drove a little bit more um we really wanted to do enough for the review that's why we were towing two side by sides up a mountain yep so we eventually made it and we will be retesting this truck. Yeah. So what happened? So
2: then we returned it. We told GM. We try to give you know the manufacturer a heads up when things fail. I think that's a courtesy thing, right? Absolutely. But we told them. And what did what did GM do? So they repeated the test. Yeah. They actually came here. They sent an engineer to Colorado. Yeah. Which yep. is I was, I was really impressed. impressed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's
3: yeah. Uh, they, they, that's important. Um, they said that it, you know they were this was a weird problem. They wanted to get to the bottom of it. They sent people here. They asked me where I was. You know, I told them, you know, which route we took, and they retested. And what happened? And and they repeated the problem. (laughs) (laughs) And now they got to the bottom of it, and now we will be retesting that same truck. And we'll find out exactly what the issue was.
2: So kudos to GM for actually taking it seriously. Yes. uh, And setting an engineer or engineering team and actually figuring it out, hopefully. I mean, GM's an engineer-driven company, but... Yes. Um, yeah, yeah.
3: So we've had other failures. Uh, for oh, example, on. one that was we also showed the was Ford? with a heavy-duty truck,
2: catastrophic uh, failure. That was a catastrophic failure.
3: Was F-250. It was an F two fifty. It was the one with a gasoline engine. Okay. And what happened, uh, Mr. Truck and I were towing a fairly heavy trailer once again within the capability of the truck up i-70 yeah. out of denver
2: Th- that very steep part when you first get on i-70 outside of golden yeah it's the first hill you know have you driven that if you go skiing, oh, yeah. it's that very first hill i think it's what's it what's a floyd hill that's what it's called yeah floyd hill. uh
3: par- part of it yes yeah. and, and it's pretty steep like six percent grade three uh, lanes uh, three lanes
2: everybody's flying 75 miles an hour
3: yeah we were going like 65 70 you know we were trying to keep up with traffic Prob- no always at speed limit Man, of how course. much were you towing do you ever it was like we were It was like, like 12,000. We were towing Mr. Truck's old truck. Oh, that's right. OK. So uh, we we're towing like 12,000 pounds, which is for heavy duty truck, it's within right. the limit. And all of a sudden we hear bang!" And I see steam coming out from under the hood. I, I was a passenger. And then I see we were, the tire run over something. What ended up being what, what happened was the water pump. Uh, seized so the, basically the water pop that's connected to the engine using the serpentine belt seized it threw the belt the belt came off the belt hit the, um, fan, the fan which broke which broke which, which, which went through the, the radiator, radiator. <laughs> so the radiator fluid started dumping on that the is ground. a catastrophic failure it's basically yeah. yeah so so the engine was still running and then but we got all the warning lights you know coolant air um you know oil temperature light show <laughs> you were gonna recycle this and start it started <laughs> <laughs> so mr. truck uh, v- safely kind of got us to the shoulder Oops. we stopped thankfully there was a large shoulder where we could pull off that was very very nice uh, we pulled off far off uh, stopped the truck the engine was still running so I was like mr. truck uh, let's figure this out so we we shut off the engine and um thankfully the engine didn't wasn't there was no damage to the engine or the transmission wow right so uh we got a trailer there and then 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 of course now you got to tow back the truck
2: and the trailer so you know a lot of phone calls ensued a lot of (laughs) a lot lot of pieces had to be put in the right place (laughs) and anyway and they're on the side of the road now you With know, traffic going like, by. Yeah, trucks zipping by at probably They're going 66. fast. I've been on that hill before, the yeah. road. If yeah, not, it's pretty scary. Yeah. yeah. So and, then... And coolant flowing down the mountain.
3: <laughs> so Ford took this very seriously too. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, you know, we, we, we showed part of that. We talked to Ford. Um, it was really, I think, just a part failure. Maybe the defective pump, right? So they replaced could the be, pump. Could be heat again. Once again, it was hot. It was yeah. in the middle of the summer. Yeah. So... Um, Replaced the pump, replaced the radiator, replaced the fan. We did the Ike gauntlet, and the truck, would, you know, did great after that. The second time we, te- we tested it, uh, remember, there was, we had also an issue where the RAM heavy duty went into limp mode, yeah, I remember where that we, where point. it couldn't go up the Ike more no. than, faster than 30 miles an hour, yeah, it was trying to protect mm. itself, yeah, basically.
2: We had a RAM go that was, uh. What truck was that? that was, a, was it. It was that a 1500? like a. It was fifteen. No, it was, was a it, heavy
3: duty like Hemi. Oh, it was a Hemi. That's big, right. It was a gas heavy duty. Big, yeah. Gas heavy, heavy duty truck. Duty, once again. Right. Yeah.
2: And yeah. uh, once again, I think it overheated.
3: Yeah. So the moral of the story, Roman, is heat. Yeah. Is heat. heat. That's the common and denominator. We've never I'm had saying. a diesel fail, by the way. So we just talked about three issues we had with heat. Uh, all of them were gasoline engines. That's there's true. there's a there's a pattern.
2: And we've run and at this point. I think it'd be fair to say we've run the like, hundreds of times, not thousands, but hundreds, with every different truck. So let's move on to the next category of truck, which is uh, midsize. Midsize, uh, and uh, this is where people actually start towing for real, right? I kind of feel like if you're buying a Maverick or a Santa Cruz, you're gonna if you have a hitch on it, you're gonna use it to put bikes on or. You know what I mean? It's, it's probably not... Or, or maybe you will tow, like... A
3: little utility trailer with a lawnmower.
2: Right. Or maybe you'll tow, like, a tiny teardrop trailer. But it's not going to be a, a towing rig, per se. Most people will, will not use it for that. But mid size trucks, people start towing. Uh, and let's say you get up to, what, about six six to 7,000 is the max, depending on which truck you have and how it's configured. And now we're talking about different powertrains, right? This is really mm-hmm. what this is about. Yeah. So, for instance, uh, you can get a diesel in the GMC twins, yeah. and you can get a diesel in the Gladiator. Mm-hmm. And we've towed with both of them. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, let, let's start with the difference between gas and diesel. Which would you rather have to tow with in a midsize truck? Would you rather have the Gladiator with the diesel and the Colorado with the baby Duramax, or would you rather have the six-cylinder, or would you rather have in the Colorado you can also have the... Uh, um, What's the other one? Is it six or diesel? Is that are there, are those only two choices in the Colorado?
3: Uh, they do have a little gas four cylinder, but yeah, I think it's a, that's, a, like a work truck. It's kind of like a work it's parts delivery yeah. a truck, and Uh-oh. we haven't towed with gas four cylinder engines. Or
2: you could get a turbo in the Ranger. Mm-hmm. So that's another definitely. Option. So let's talk about which of those you think is the best.
3: So, yeah. so Let's talk
2: about what you think is the best towing truck and then which is the best powertrain.
3: So, here's the thing about the Gladiator diesel, right? It has a V6 turbo diesel, eco diesel, 3 liter. Mm -hmm. And it's really, I think, almost oversized for that truck. It has like 442 pound-feet of torque. Wow. It has like 280 horsepower. I mean, this is a very powerful, very capable powertrain uh, with an 8-speed automatic. And almost like what 7,000 uh, pound towing rating. But you know what the Gladiator's fault is?
2: The payload. Um, kills, not enough payload. It kills the payload. So, what the more stuff. It's, here's the rule, right? The more cool stuff you put in a truck heated seats, massaging seats, big diesel engines. Big diesel <laughs> engines. <laughs> I want to say that the payload on that thing is like 900 pounds.
3: Or a thousand pounds. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 I think one of the trucks, one of the Gladiators we tested was like near 900 pounds that's on payload.
2: Th- that's like me, you, Nathan, and Blaze that's about it? And maybe Jay. Just pretty <laughs> small yeah, <laughs> How much do you weigh, Jay? <laughs> uh, about, like,
3: 137. Yeah, see, it's, it's not a lot. Yeah, so we, you, you, I'm you, a bit you, heavier. You can go in there. Yeah. Anyway, so, so very capable power plant. Uh, and the beautiful thing about any diesel, right, is they don't have to rev very high. They stay at lower RPMs because that's where they make all their torque, mm-hmm. um, and actually the horsepower is made a little bit more down in the rev range usually. Um, so they usually it's it's less stressful in my opinion because the engine is a little bit quieter. You're still towing down the highway, even on the I Gauntlet, even going on the world's toughest towing. And test.
2: also more range usually. Yeah, you know when, when you're towing, usually you're trying to get a lot of stuff to a lot of places pretty quickly Uh, and so it's nice to be able to just like point it down the highway and be able to go um, let's say at least 200 300 miles miles, yeah Yeah. because Mm -hmm. towing will cut your range in half or or worse or worse yeah we've even gotten electric vehicles that's a whole other world but it will cut your range in half and so if normally let's say you have that v6 Uh, in the Colorado and you get a range of 300 miles, give or take, right? When you're towing, you might
3: be 150. Whereas in a diesel, you're probably going to get more like 200, 250. Exactly. So that's really important. Uh, What happens with some of the V6s, gas engines, right? They're buzzy. They're high in the RPM. Remember we tested the Gladiator with the V6 Pentastar? Yeah,
2: oh, the, the craziest one, Jay. This mm-hmm. is crazy. We thought there was actually some problem with it. <laughs> Remember when we took the Gladiator with the Pentastar up the eye gauntlet? Yeah. Oh, my God, Jay. I have never seen an engine rev so much, so long. For so long. long. It was a max redline for that entire... Eight minutes of redline. Oh, that's painful. <laughs> oh, <my> oh. God. <laughs> I, I thought God. was one of the I worst th- sounds in the world. I, I thought those pistons were going to fly fly out of that engine. I was like expecting any second to see a piston go.
3: <laughs> so did but, but no, the mighty Pentastar survived. Yes. Uh, people give the Pentastar V6 lots of grief, but over the years we've showed it under stress. Well, we've also showed it overheat. When was that? A,
2: very, a long time ago. We, when, the, when we had the Pentastar—that's the one. Okay, that, this is the one time the Pentastar does not shine, and that's when you put in a Ram 1500. Remember, we put yes. it. Yes, it overheated as well. So I think it's a little bit too small for it's that a, big that's truck. That's a big vehicle, So, yeah. so, right. so like but it's and, great for a Wrangler, like Tommy's. So, like Andre said, like the diesel is probably oversized for the Gladiator, but the Pentastar is definitely undersized. <laughs> so, if you have one <laughs> for in the a Ram, Ram 1500, yeah. I, I wouldn't like consider that a great towing rig and the, and the other problem quite honestly is when you're maxed out at rpm fuel economy becomes a huge issue
3: yeah you take a hit obviously because well the engine is trying to make maximum power and torque right right so the gasoline engine and these engines are really rev happy even gm the the same thing 3.6 liter gas v, uh, v6 in the gm truck the red line is at like 6100 rpm or 6200 rpm this is this is like sports car territory as far as like RPM is concerned.
2: Now, now normally I I would be a big fan of diesels, but uh, yesterday we did a really interesting video where we compared the the four classes of trucks. So we took a compact truck, uh, the Santa Cruz, uh, mid-size truck the frontier, a full-size truck Andre's or a half ton however you want to talk about it Andre's hybrid F150 and our Ram 2500 Cummins and we did a 160 mile loop to see which one was more fuel efficient. okay I'm not going to give away the answers uh, but what was terrifying at the pump was that diesel was over a dollar more a gallon. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that is it, it usually is on par sometimes it's even less but now diesel is dramatically more. Uh, we're looking this at like five thirty-five. I think I was paying Ooh, per gallon versus per gallon. like four, four thirty-five or four-ish. It was four like four hundred four. I think it was four hundred four versus five four gasoline, 35. yeah. Why that is, so, I don't know, Andre.
3: So all of a sudden, and this is a recent thing. This is over the last few months. Yeah, it's like I, I, um, I used to say that like when fuel became more expensive than milk, we were in trouble, and we're there per gallon. I think this is trouble. Uh, you know, in diesel engines, technically, I mean, we talked about the midsize class. Um, they're a little bit more competent, other than the payload problem that we discussed in the midsize. Mm-hmm. So I would say, if you want the best power plant, um, hmm, I would say in the midsize segment. Well, we have to t- let's talk about the two bigger sellers, right? Let's talk about yeah, the Tacoma, the Tacoma and the Ranger. So also. Tacoma
2: has this weird thing where uh, they put a three point five liter. Uh, they took the had a four liter and then they changed it. They swapped it out. The four liter is still in the Forerunner, and they put a three point five. And the rationale was that it was supposed to be more fuel efficient. You went on that launch, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, what was the rationale? Why did they put a three point five? Well,
3: it's it's more high tech, yeah. and also the transmission they ch- updated. So the five speed was the older transmission, and then they went the automatic, and then they went to six speed. This was in twenty sixteen ish. Um, and the three and a half liter is dual dual injection, right? There is a port and, and direct injection, so it could use different injection uh, cycles or different ways to improve efficiencies. So that, that's a lot of that's a lot of words to say. It's pretty thirsty. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be. I don't know
2: I'm if not they sure solved any problems. Yeah, I don't think they made it much better. <laughs> and especially, it's especially daunting because, like the engine and the automatic transmission, do not talk to. It's like it's like feuding. Uh, Couple, couples, yeah. They, <laughs> they do not. They like turn their back. It's, you know what it's like? like. You know what it's like. What ever, ever get in an argument with your wife or girlfriend, and you're oh, driving yeah. home, and she's just looking out the window, and she won't look at you.
3: Oh, that's the worst. That's what. All the silent
2: treatment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That, that's what that that combination of, of automatic and yeah. three point five wow. in the toad is like. That's I'll be driving along, and I look down, and there's a car passing me, and I'm doing forty five miles an hour, and I'm like. How did I get to 45? (laughs) What
3: happened? It doesn't want to downshift. It doesn't (laughs) want to downshift. It's the weirdest thing. Or sometimes it hunts. And to be fair, uh, like we test them in the mountains, right? It's up and down, up and down. And and it's just not a good pairing. No. Just the the V6 without automatic. The the manual actually, because you have more control as a driver, you you kind of... Let me ask you this, Andre. I was just going
2: to ask you this next. Do you like towing better with an automatic or with a manual?
3: Well, automatic. Yeah, automatic. Manuals uh, are a pain. <laughs> well, I mean, it dip- I mean, if it you're depends. on the highway when you're, when
2: you're like in your top gear, it's fine. Yeah, but, but if you're in traffic, town, yeah. if
3: you're going through Denver at rush well, hour well, and 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 you you know under load and you have you know you're towing heavy. I mean, when like multi- men-
2: it multiplies that pain. Yeah, right,
3: by tenfold. And I think it's hard in the clutch too. Yeah. I mean, it's hard in the transmission. It's yeah, hard in more the driver. Heat more heat. Yeah. Exactly. More heat. Exactly. So I think automatics are getting so good now, so that you know, especially the ten speeds. Yeah. Uh, the ten speed that uh, Ford has, the F-150, even the Ranger now has. Uh, and the GM trucks uh, in the full size, the, the ten speed is really good. And
2: dare I say, mm-hmm. it, boys, I'm going to take a step back to the compact trucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one transmission that's worse at towing than a dual clutch. You know what I'm talking about. And people are going to call me, uh, uh, you know, a Subaru hater because of this. Oh, I know where this CBT's. is going. CVTs yeah, are not good for towing. Uh, no, they're, they're not. And let's face it, you know, Nissan put a CVT in the Pathfinder. The previous generation and people tow with that, and it does. It once again it does not hold up.
3: Now it's a nine-speed. They went back to a nine-speed. Yeah,
2: it does not hold up because what? Then you've got this belt that's slipping up and down a cone, uh, and and once again heat, heat, right? You apply Mm -hmm. a lot of like stress to it, and it does not like it. Yeah, It, it does not like. You know, I mean, the problem is that CVTs are maximized and they're designed for maximum fuel efficiency, right? The engine stays in its. Uh, most fuel-efficient rev band, Mm -hmm. but that's given the weight and the gearing of the car, all of a sudden you add 2,000 pounds or 5,000 pounds, and it completely throws that algorithm off.
3: Yeah, and longevity is. is a problem. I mean, of course, it's rated for that, right? Right. They'll say, you know, it was rated for that weight, but longevity is a question. Um, with trucks, right?
2: All right, so let's let's keep going. How about the Ranger? So so a turbo now. Never the Ranger
3: back. now, this is a power plant I really like. Okay. It's a two point three, it's a turbocharged gas engine. And at first on paper, when it first came out, we we're like wondering about it. Oh, is it is it good? Is it too small? Mm-hmm. Right? Is it gonna be great? And all of a sudden it turns out well it's not the most efficient, of course. But great power, acceleration, the 10 speed works really nice with it. And and it tows great. It has lots of power. You know, you know what else tows really well. Mm-hmm. I towed across country with this, and people don't think about this too often.
2: Uh, but Tommy and I tow- towed. I'm a, I'm, all right, Jim. I keep testing you. You'll get used to it. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting used to it pretty quickly here. Because it's fun. Sorry, yeah, it's I just know. fun. I, I know you're more of a car guy than a truck guy. So I, I tell, I'll tell you what we towed. Okay. And you tell me what we, uh, what we were. What we were towing with, what vehicle, what truck, okay? All right. So we towed, we towed a Pioneer. I'm not going to tell you the brand, but a Pioneer from L.A. to Denver. So what vehicle were we using to tow it?
3: No, you were towing a Talon.
2: Oh, sorry, Talon.
3: It was it, the same manufacturer. Same manufacturer. Same manufacturer. Right. Same it, was, it was a
2: Talon. We were towing a Talon. <coughs>
3: yeah,
2: yeah. Ta- Talons. All right, it's a Talon is a side-by-side. Okay. I'm, I'm going to keep giving you hints. Okay, when was this, though? It doesn't matter. Okay. A year ago. A year ago. So we are towing a Talon. It's a side-by-side. Mm. Uh, I'll give you the big hint. We were towing a Honda Talon. <laughs> so what vehicle were we towing it with? Regional line. Exactly. Mm. Uh, so th- that's actually a really good tow truck, Andre. Yeah. Well, uh, people don't give enough the credit. The second generation one, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the latest generation. one, the 2021. Yeah, 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 it really tows well. Yeah.
3: It was the HP... Well, you weren't super taxing it. No, I mean, you you, you, like told, 3, 000, like, you told like 3,000 pounds with it, but, but, still, it but it's still comfy, good. right?
2: Yeah, it was comfy. You know, that, that truck is so comfortable. It's like being in a pilot. With a bed. Like it, well, yeah. it kind of is. Same platform. <laughs>
0: But it's a very very powerful, so that's
2: a V6, right? Yeah. Like the Pentastar, but it's a very powerful V6. I want to say it puts out almost 300 horsepower.
3: It's like 280-ish or something. Yeah, Yeah.
2: and the truck has, at least with 3,000 pounds, it just cruises down the highway, doesn't care. You feel very much in control. Once again, no uh, integrated brake controller. Let's talk about brake controllers. How many mid-sized trucks actually
3: come with a brake controller? Do any come with them? You can get them. So here's the funny part. The little Maverick has one. The Maverick the, has one. Yes, yeah. in the compact segment, which is wow. weird. Which is weird, but that's how Ford is. You know, they they like to put lots Ranger of truckiness. in Range doesn't have one. You can no. get it. Yeah, it's like a little accessory. So is the Tacoma? You can get it as an accessory. Tacoma? You may Tacoma? have actually have to go aftermarket. Is it? have a Colorado. Uh, um you know who has an accessory? The Gladiator has that's an accessory. It. Like, you're right. The little Gladiator. knobs. But we've never seen it. Uh, we've never. I've never used. They it. said
2: they. They said it's a. Robert, we they said it's a, going to be
3: available, and then we've never actually seen it. Uh, hey, if anybody out there has a Gladiator with a with an accessory Jeep 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 Bra- brake uh, controller,
2: let us know because I don't think it exists. No, I think it exists. You think so? I believe yeah.
3: them, but I've never used it.
2: You think that actually
3: it's 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 like in
2: some trucks. Like, like actually, they've installed it in trucks.
3: I think so. Okay. All right. I, I think it's a. It's also like a dealer installed item. So you buy the truck and then the dealer installs it for you. The brake controller, okay. So, but that's an issue. Most of them don't come with brake controllers. Right. It's it, Tacoma doesn't, the Colorado, uh, the Colorado GMC twins, the Chevy Colorado and GMC mm-hmm. Canyon do. So I think Chevy is really good then with this in the midsize segment. Uh, but as a, as a norm, it's not the norm in the midsize segment. And once again, safety is really important. We talked about going up the mountain, overheating, but the scarier part is actually going down the mountain with no brakes. All right, well, let's let's, let's not forget the other midsize truck.
2: There's one other one we haven't discussed as far as, far as I remember, and that is, of course, a brand-new Frontier, uh, which also has um, a V6. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be more horsepower in class if you're using the right fuel. Right? 310. 310, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we actually have one at the office.
3: We just got it. Um, so what do you think that... Uh, so so tow rig. So they added uh, tow mode to it for the latest one. Oh, that's good, right? good. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. Good, yeah. Right. Um, they added the tow mode. It so, just so kind of reprograms the transmission. Yeah. Let's talk mode. about that. So what? What? You know.
2: First of all, uh, let's do a rant. Okay. okay. Um, here's another rant. Okay. We're going to do it. We had
0: three or right? four already.
2: I I, I I get. Once upon a time, if you want a tow <laughs> haul mode, you would push a button on the end of the stock, yeah. and it would this little like tow haul mode light would light up on the mm-hmm. dashboard, and you really had no clue what it was doing, if anything. It's like a little little trailer I mean, icon. You got, you, got okay. little, you got a little light. <laughs> You're and, like, oh, I'm towing now. It <laughs> made you feel good. <laughs> yeah, right. But if it actually did something, I'm not sure. I think the thing it was supposed to do was if you had an automatic transmission, it would rev higher, so it wouldn't shift as early. So instead of like having it shift at 4,500, let's say, it would shift to 5,500. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then going down a hill or mountain, right? It would also uh, downshift at a different point to give you as much engine braking as possible. Is that yeah, right, Andre? It's
3: called grade shifting. Grade shifting, right? Yeah. So it's it's more important actually on the downhill because it tries to slow you down. So and that's what a lot of the tow haul modes are supposed to do. Um, and also, well, and it's also less efficient if you're going in like stop and go traffic because, like you said, it revs higher. On the way accelerating and the refs higher and when you're decelerating so so it's just supposed to help you tow better
2: yeah and so um,
3: here's my rant
2: okay then technology moved ahead uh, and now of course because the vehicles are so computerized when you plug in a trailer now, when you hitch it up, but when you plug it in, right, the truck knows that there's something, you know, behind it. It's like it's like a dog with a leash. You're right? like, what the hell's that? Oh, there's something on you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and and my rant is. Why do they still have to make you manually put it in tow haul mode? And now it's no longer a little button, right? It's usually like a little selector that is like this. If you have, especially an off-road truck, right? There's mm-hmm. like off-road mode. There is snow mode. There it is moguls mode. Bo- yeah, there's, there's like 15 <laughs> different, Ford does like 15 different modes. Eco modes, Hyundai smart mode, whatever the hell that is. As opposed and to double mode. mode. And tow mode. Why doesn't it just go, you know, if, if you've got a trailer plugged in, what else would you be plugging in there? Christmas lights? should pick it up <laughs>
3: automatically. Right. It's or just, should they ask you, hey, hey, would, know, you, would you, you like that? Yeah, because
2: no. now, of course, you can also do this thing where you can uh, maintain a record of what trailer you're towing. So if you own a trailer, the truck not only knows you're towing, but if you've actually taken the time to input the trailer, it knows what trailer you're towing, uh, and then it calculates the amount of time you've been towing. So it, it, and the miles you've been towing, yeah. yeah, which is good because you're putting a lot more stress on the
3: truck. So you can remember to uh, lubricate your wheel bearings.
2: Exactly. So wh- right. wh- why the heck do we have to put it in tow haul mode if you plug in a trailer?
3: It's a great question. You know who's taking this further?
2: And I think you know what the problem is, what? right? I'll let, I'll let you. Uh, sorry. Uh, the problem with that is, like, I'll be towing, right? and I'll forget to put it in tow haul mode and I'll somehow feel like I'm doing damage to the truck. Because I've got a trailer. Like, Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Yeah. It's not because you because know, you stop to go well, to the bathroom, you stop to mm-hmm. go get a drink or something. You know, you just
3: forget, right? I'm sorry. What was your question? That that's, that's a great point. Yeah. Because the other thing that tow mode and um, Mr. Chuck, um, we we've talked about this at iGauntlet sometimes. When the engine is revving higher, which it often does in tow mode, technically it's like uh, athlete running, right? Mm-hmm. Your blood, your heart is pumping fast. Your blood is moving. Um, it, it helps to kind of cool down the whole system because, you know, um, you've... Like sweating uh, w- more. Yeah, Sweaty, you're, yeah, you're basically working more, yeah. so you're, you're actually maintaining the whole tr- system in a better state, um, which is what whole Mode is supposed to be doing. And you know what else it should do when you plug what? in a trailer? It should turn on the lights yes because andre has a cdl and he knows that if he's towing you have to have your lights on but also it helps you understand like so your connection is still maintained with your trailer right because you can look back and you can see little marker lights on your trailer and that's when you know everything is great everything is still connected so
2: yeah so So. when, when you're towing commercially commercial driver's license you have to have your lights on you don't necessarily have to have your lights on when you're towing Privately, but it's a good, it's like, you know, it's like wearing a helmet on a bicycle. You don't have to have one, but <laughs> God help you if you fall, you
3: don't have yeah, one. Just yeah, just an additional safety thing. Um, and then, so Rivian is actually kind of extending this paradigm. Because when we told we Rivian, so, we could start talking about this now.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, but it's another mid-sized. well. It's, a, it's, it's kind a, of ish. ish. So Rivian has this unique brake controller where it's actually electronic. So it's in the screen versus being, so the way brake control normally works, Jay, is uh, there is a a little like grab handle and you pull another little toggle sideways. And when you pull, you're activating the brakes on the trailer. And then there's usually a plus and a minus button and you can add gain or in other words, how much the trailer brakes based on uh, how much you need.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, But Rivian has kind of turned that on its head. Yeah, so now the controller for that gain is now digital, yes. right? not an actual mm-hmm. push button, which is okay. And then the brake controller override, you know, the manual control, yeah. is actually a little wheel on the steering wheel. Which, which is also the wheel that controls the side gears, which is also <laughs> the wheel that controls uh, the seating The volume. And, 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 or yeah, the volume. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah now, now, now it's the wheel that controls your, your brake controller. <laughs> yes, but what they do do is when we plugged in the uh, plug from the trailer, at the 7-pin connector, into the Rivian, it actually says you're plugging something in would you like to home mode so it's actually trying to be smarter which so i think they're on the right um Mm kind of path there uh but uh once again the controls are a little bit different
2: so andre uh now we're getting into electric trucks but i think we've gone an hour and i think this is such an interesting conversation we probably need to do a part two because the world of Full size or half tons is just... And heavy duties. And heavy duties is so much to discuss. Because now we're really getting into the towing powertrains and the towing rigs. So I say we, uh, you know, to be continued. Definitely.
3: Well, can, can we summarize this in this
2: way? Okay. Go for it. So so, uh, let's, for let's, let's summarize it this way. Yes. What's the best compact or midsize towing truck? If you had to pick one, what would be the best truck and what would be the best powertrain? I'll, you give me yours, I'll give you mine.
3: Ooh. For the compact, I would say... And still, this is—I think I said that before—it would have to be the turbocharged Maverick. Okay. It doesn't tow quite as much. It's not rated to tow as highly as the Santa Cruz. Right. It's about four thousand pounds. But I just felt it was a little bit more trucky. I completely agree. It's a little bit more trucky. Yeah. Right. So the compact uh, Maverick turbocharged one is—if you're towing—I think that's the one. For the midsize segment, it's a little bit harder. There's a lot more choice. I'll go. I'm gonna go with uh, Diesel Gladiator. And I'm gonna go with the Ranger. Okay. So, we disagree there. So I I think in general, diesel, like you said, more range, more capability. Uh, I like the powertrain on the Ranger. It's just great.
2: And to avoid, I'd say avoid the Pentastar. It'll do it. I think they changed the the throttle mapping so it doesn't scream as much. They changed a little bit, yeah. Uh, I'd probably avoid that. Uh, We haven't really maxed out. I was really impressed by the Ridgeline, but we haven't really maxed it out. So i'd like to see i think the this is like five thousand or six right so you really can't tell at three thousand you know you gotta really you gotta really push it up a hill and at full so i i can't really speak to it it just feels solid and and stable and it's a truck that most people don't think about yeah Uh, i'm not in love with tacoma towing
3: Um, yeah once again not a lot of great shifting yeah i mean and it's kind of also a scream over an engine the engine that likes to rev and not a lot of great shifting on the way down.
2: I like I like the Ranger. I think you're right. The Ranger does a great job. I think if we were, g- we were going to pick Colorado, I'd go with that little Duramax, maybe Duramax once again.
3: But not a ZR2. But not a, a standard st- Colorado. Yeah, yeah don't right. go with the ZR2. Yeah, because the ZR2, first of all, the grill has changed. We talked about how important cooling, the cooling, cooling is. is yeah. So the grill has changed, so it's rated lower and towing. Keep away from the Bison. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even worse. <laughs> it's heavier. The Bison is heavier. I know. Yeah. The more stuff you put on it, yeah. the less it tows. Yeah. yeah. So so I think those are conclusions. And actually,
2: the Frontier's a pretty good tow rig, too.
3: Yeah, it's, it was pretty stable. You and I told me yeah. that uh, we towed a boat in uh, Utah. Yeah. Um, it was really stable, good truck. Yeah. Um, but would, so they a little, added a little tow thirsty. Hole mode. A little thirsty. They added a tow haul mode, but did not add the brake controller. Yeah. I mean, they went like 95% there and then. Anyway, so that
2: was my... You you know what the scoop is, I think, Andre, for me at least. Like, if you have a sports car, right, um, you want a spoiler because it it says you have... It kind of goes with the the territory or air intake or something. And it's functional, right? Functional. It looks cool. cool. I think a truck with a brake controller says it's a truck. I think even more so than a sports car without a spoiler, a truck without a brake controller says, well, well, it may not... The brake controller may not make it more trucky, the lack of it makes it less trucky, for sure. And less functional, because let's face it, if you have to go get, like we have one of those, you know, aftermarket... It um, hangs down. It right? hangs down, you have to mount, <laughs> you have to figure out where to put it. Yeah. It's, it's just a pain in the butt. Uh, and, and what you're doing is, you're limiting people to basically 3,000 pounds when the truck's ability is like five or 6,000 pounds. Because without that, unless you have a surge brake, of course, but mm-hmm. without, without the brake controller, You do not want to tow a 6,000-pound trailer just relying on the truck's brakes. It's dangerous, it's illegal, uh, and it's uh, terrifying. Yes. Well, there you have it.
3: So part two coming
2: soon. Coming soon, yeah. We'll continue this conversation. It was fun. Thank you, Jay. Jay. No problem. Yeah, see you guys next time. And remember, if you miss our videos, alltfl.com, it's all there. Uh, I keep answering comments saying, hey, the, the people keep suggesting
3: stuff that we've done. Yeah, why don't you talk about the new Tacoma <laughs> updates? And I'm like, we we've did. done that.
2: Yeah, somebody said all that. Tfl. What about tfl. the
3: alltf.com? Alltf.com. Yeah, because that's, that's
2: breaking news and that lives on now. And and if you're wondering why we don't just put everything on one channel, because it would just kill you guys. You, you wouldn't <laughs> the amount of videos and news we put out. Yeah. We work really hard. It Well, happen. that's
3: why we have eight channels. But one-stop shopping is alltf.com. Yeah, I I believe in choice. All right. See ya. Thanks, Andre. Thanks, Jay.